Welcome to This Sacred Life in the Divine Feminine Spotlight. I'm transformation goddess, best-selling author, and award-winning producer Shan Vanderlee. Listen in for wisdom teachings and transparent conversations with soulful women about walking in beauty, reclaiming your feminine sovereignty, and celebrating the mystery and wonder of your sacred life. Welcome to This Sacred Life in the Divine Feminine Spotlight. I'm Shan Vanderleek, founder of TransformationGoddess.com. The intention behind this podcast is to share transformational conversations with women who've learned to walk in beauty with the strength, courage, and pleasure of claiming their feminine sovereignty. And today, it's my honor to introduce you to Yasmin Boland. Yasmin is an astrologer and moonologist who writes for newspapers, magazines, and websites, and she's read by millions of people each week. She's also the author of Moonology, Working with the Magic of Lunar Cycles, and several Hay House books. You can read Yasmin's horoscopes at yasminbolin.com. Welcome, Yasmin. Thank you, Shan. It's wonderful to be with you again. I realized this morning that it's been five years since we met. I just can't believe that. I just can't believe it. I know. Five years since I stepped in for Karen Hager to interview interview you for her show. And then then a couple years since we did a a little project for Moonology. So it's wonderful to be with you again. Tell us how you became an astrologer and moonologist, or is it moonologer? Do I say Moonologer. It? Moonologer. Astrologer and moonologer. Yeah, who now reaches millions of people every week. Like, did this ever occur to you that things would be this wild and wonderful for you uh, in your profession? No, <laughs> it never <laughs> occurred to me. It really did never occur to me. I mean, I started out as a journalist and a TV producer. So I did not expect to become an astrologer, let alone a, a widely read astrologer. <laughs> I really didn't. And for a long time, I still called myself a writer. Like people would say, what do you do? And I'd say, I'm a writer because at my heart of hearts, I'm a writer. But now I kind of say I'm, I'm a writer. I, you know, if I'm in a kind of a more, let's call it holistic setting, I might say I'm a writer and an astrologer. Or I might just say I'm an astrologer. But like I never planned it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wondered about that. So how, how long have you been at it? Oh, my goodness, like 20 years? Yeah. Yeah. It just started as a hobby. And then because I was a writer, because um, I was a journalist, I was – there were eventually I, – I, I actually put it out there to the universe. I did consciously put a call out to the universe that I wanted to write astrology as soon as I thought I was kind of ready to. And, um, and yeah, and then that's kind of how it happened. I mean, it didn't happen just by accident, but it, then it took over very quickly because I was, you know, a journalist who could write astrology. Where they, there's not that many of us. Right. So, well, yeah. and I enjoy, I enjoy your writing so much. Uh, moonology. Thank you. I enjoy writing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mo- moonology is truly one of the only books I own that, my, that I constantly have my nose in. And, well, and I'm learning I'm s- from more and more. And I, so it's just one of the, and I'm not just saying this because we're having this conversation and I'm interviewing you. It's true. It's in my hands right now and it's always available to me. And I've learned so much since that book came out. Well, I'm absolutely delighted and I can feel your truth, Shan. <laughs> it's very lovely. Thank you. 
Um, that's exactly what I wanted for the book. I wanted to make a book that people would not just leave sitting on the shelves forgotten once they'd read it once. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I included the Daily Moon yeah. info in there. I, that was really my intention for the book. Was it, to, uh, it even says it in there, my intention is that you will – you know, keep this close by and refer back to it regularly and often. So you're doing exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly well, I just it, I yeah, it's it's lovely, and and so I just wanted to say that, and and as we segue into this conversation, I guess what I'd like you to start with is how does working with your personal chart help you navigate through life-altering trans transformations? Because you do a really great job of sharing these forecasts and letting people know how to dig in yeah. and know what's going on. But I'd like to know how you do it. Well, I think there's a time in uh, many seekers' lives um, when they decide they want to understand their horoscope. And I think at that point, which I went through about 20 years ago, uh, that's when I was all over my chart all over my chart like I could I would be doing chart predictions even for myself you know like when should I send this or what should I say to that person and when or whatever and I'd be looking at the minutes and you know I'd know I'd been obsessing if I saw seconds had been used in the chart calculations <laughs> controller you know and but now I really look at the big picture you know I mean if there's, if something comes up I'll look at my chart but generally, I just kind of look at the big picture of what's going on and I try not to obsess about it because I think a lot of astrologers when they first begin, I mean, you're utterly obsessed. Well, I was. I was obsessed to the point of, you know, mania <laughs> four <laughs> hours a day or whatever. And, you know, I've told this story before, but I was at the time I was working as a freelance journalist writing articles and I started doing like four hours a day, five hours a day of astrology. So, you know, I actually, I mean, I tried to kind of give it up, but it didn't work out. <laughs> I couldn't quit it. Right, right. Well, and I'm so glad that you didn't because all of that obsession at the time has, has certainly been an investment in what you bring forward now and what you share with your following yeah. now, for sure. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, that's the backbone of what I do. You know, and mm. I, I mean, the thing is, I'm always uh, looking at what's going on in the stars because I'm always writing columns and horoscopes and so on. So I've just been looking at 2020. And, you know, in terms of how I work with my chart, you know, I've noticed that there's some things going on in 2020 which are going to really impact my chart because they're, you know, the degrees are kind of like in the same degrees as some of my own planets. And, you know, in a, in a way, you say, how do I use it to navigate? Well, you know, I, I kind of put that information in the back of my head. I just don't obsess over it anymore if I can possibly help it. Right. And I also strongly believe in, the, in conscious creation. So, you know, I like to think, okay, if I see such and such is going on in my chart, I try and think how could I actually, you know, turn this into a positive, um, you know, whether it's a a challenging aspect or not, um, you know, to use it to consciously create. I try not to give myself predictions, which is what I used to do when I first started <laughs> all the time. And what everybody wants all the time is predictions. Right. But I try, I try to use it more for conscious creation these days than well, I, I did back in the day. Yeah, that's a really healthy, way, be healthy way to do it because if you – Trying to work out when he was going to call me or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. 
Yeah. What can you tell us about what you see in the stars for 2019? Okay. So as I just said, I've been looking at the stars for 2020 and I keep sort of, then I'm writing the stars for 2018. So I'm just going to quickly look at my list. Yeah. So in 2019, we've got eclipses in Capricorn, Moonchild, the sign I call Moonchild, formerly known as Cancer, Capricorn, and Capricorn. So we've got, yeah, we've got one, two, three, four, five, sorry, yeah, five eclipses. And uh, we've got Uranus moving into Taurus. Uh, oh, yeah, I know what the thing that's happening in, in 2019, Shan, that's really big is that it's in terms of manifesting, it's a very big year because it's there's a lot of Jupiter square Neptunes, then Saturn sextile Neptunes. And basically what that is, that's about uh, – it, it can be used very much in manifesting, put it like that. Well, I'm really hoping, I know this might sound crazy, but I'm really hoping that in the future, in the near future, maybe by the end of next year, <laughs> people are going to start taking this a bit more seriously. And I'm hoping that the Jupiter-Neptune, Saturn-Neptune energies next year are going to advance this. And the reason why they can advance it is because Neptune's basically the planet of conscious creation and manifesting. Saturn's the planet of reality. And so next year we're going to have confusion around all this kind of stuff, but then we're going to have learning and more solidarity. And I honestly think it's going to start to go a bit more mainstream. Maybe oh, I'm that crazy. Would be great. I Call hope you're me right. crazy, but I think it might. Yeah. I think it might. You know, I think it's going to start being like, uh, you know, on those sci-fi programs. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I can't even think of one really, but set just a short time in the future, kind of, you know, this dystopian type films that come out and so sure. on. And that show Travelers, I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, so um, you know, on shows like that, you could have someone who, you know, who says their job is, oh, well, my job's are, I'm an empath. You know, and it it's become a bit more accepted to say things like that. And I feel like what's happening is that it's going to become slightly more accepted as it is in, in these sort of futuristic TV shows to say, uh, not just I'm an astrologer or, you know, but to say, for example, I'm a healer and for people to start to say, uh, you know, that's got validity. Yes. And, um, you know, and to understand the ramifications of the fact that we can actually heal ourselves without drugs and what that actually means in terms of, you know, everything. Sure. <laughs> you know, sure. and manifestation and so on. That I know I'm rambling a bit, but I'm really quite into this idea at the moment that it, it might be about to start to go more mainstream. But I might be completely wrong. I mean, you know, Oprah's pretty mainstream and she still hasn't managed to convince the world, but I feel like it's going more and more mainstream. So then overall for 2019, you see some opportunity to manifest yes. more easily. Lessons, yes. And I think people are going to start to understand how it works more mm -hmm. and they're going to see that it's real. You know, these are all very satin things. But the, the interesting thing is that next year the clashes – well, the, the the alignments between Neptune are a clash and a and a click and a clash and a click. So it's almost like there's going to be problems and then there's going to be 
progress right I, I might be completely mad I know something you know if my father my late father who was a psychiatrist could hear me I think he'd probably lock me up but <laughs> but I really feel like it works I've seen yes. it in my life like every day yes and I know lots of other people have and I just feel like people have got to wake up to this yeah, and that's I what I think and a lot of astrologers out there will probably talk about other things when it comes to talking about the squares and um, sextiles to Neptune next year. Right. Um, and Neptune's a very mysterious planet, so everyone's going to have a different take, you know, and there's lots sure. of different areas that Neptune actually covers. But for me, this is the one that's really kind of got my attention, put it like that. Okay. And then it's all leading up to next year, which is the year after, 2020, when uh, we're going to get a, a whole alignment of planets in Capricorn, which is a very down-to-earth sign, which is very much about realities and ambitions and so on but again I well I think it's it, we're just in a really high energetic period at the moment put it like that yeah <laughs> and, we sure you know, are if you're we on sure the spiritual are. path yeah. now's the time to stay conscious yes. you know and, and use the energies tune into them yes I agree I'm, I'm feeling uh pretty grateful right now to be uh to have Jupiter return to Sagittarian uh to Sagittarius um, I'm a Sagittarian with, oh, um, okay. Yeah, so I have um, an Aquarian moon, and my uh, rising sign is Scorpio. It's been an interesting year <laughs> for right, me, yes. <laughs> and and so to have uh, Jupiter come home, I, I can I can feel it. And again, I might sound mad, but there are already <laughs> things that Join are club. that are clicking as I'm paying attention. And yes, it, it, you know, right now, uh, well, this. Um, our conversation will be released after the, the new moon. So it will be the other side of the new moon. But just even reading through monology and seeing, okay, how does that apply to my second house and your conversation with me just a second ago about manifesting and all of the things that I'm already seeing that are in alignment. So here's to yeah. uh, an interesting 2019 and 2020. You know, for somebody who is new to astrology that's listening in, how do you recommend they start working with their chart and second to that, how can they also begin working with the magic of the lunar cycles to create and plan their lives? Yeah. Okay, so I honestly would recommend what I'm about to say to you, okay? And it might sound like I'm recommending because it's my books. <laughs> but, you know, I've done them. Um, and I will say as well, I've done the, I, I, the, I, a book I wrote for Hay House, which is called Astrology Made Easy. I wrote and then I, I had two sort of colleagues, astro astrologer colleagues look over it who added sort of extra layers, you know, because they were generous in their comments and we added a few more layers. And I think I'm safe to say, even though I my name's on the book and I wrote the book, uh, I wrote, you know, 99.9% of it um, or 99.999% of it. Right. Uh, but I, I feel like the fact that these girls have had sort of checked it and approved of it and, and added some more layers to it, I feel I can say without too much conceit, I think it's a really, really good book. Um, I think what we ended up with by the time, you know, everybody had put their two cents worth in. Mm -hmm. And I've had people saying to me um, it's the first book they've ever read that helped them understand their chart because it is quite complicated, but what I did was I basically made it so that you can go on the internet and I've created a chart that you can download. And um, sometimes the server seems to get a bit overworked, I'm not sure, but usually it's working. <laughs> and um, you can download it and then you use that to work with the book. 
So it's really simple and it's more or less how I learned. And okay. I'm very much an astrologer of the computer age. Sure. You know, and people like Stephen Forrest, who's a wonderful astrologer, always saying things like, you know, get out there and look up at the stars. And I do get up there and look at the stars, but I also think of astrology as a cosmic clock. So sometimes it's literally the symbology is enough as well. So, right. You know. And so I mean, tell me the I, so tell me the title of that book again. Okay, it's astrology made easy. Okay. And uh, there's also a course that goes with that. Um, right. And you can get sort of the first three lessons free, and then if you like it, you can buy the whole course. Oh, fantastic! We'll make sure that we have that in the show notes for today. Oh, okay. As well. I'll send you a link. And yeah. um, I mean, the thing is, once you do that. Then you can do moonology or you can go straight to moonology, which means you don't really learn astrology, but you'll learn how to follow the moon around your chart. Right. Yeah, I've just found that I'm going to be a student of astrology and of moonology for probably the rest of my life and, and beyond. But I keep learning little keys and a little bit more information. And then, yes. oh, you know, Yasmin said this or, I, you know, uh, Kaipacha is somebody else who I like to listen to. And I'll go back and then I'll look at my chart and where is that? And then sometimes I confuse myself, you know, crazy confusion. And then other times it's like, oh, well, that makes sense. You know, my third house is in Capricorn or Capricorn is in my third house, I should say. And then something will click. Or then I'll look at the planets and be like, oh, this, there's so many planets in that particular house. What does that mean? And then just kind yeah. of take it little bit by little bit. So it sounds like yeah. your, you know, your astrology made easy is a perfect companion to monology. So I'll have to make sure I get a copy of it for sure. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you know, there are so many different ways to learn astrology. You know, lots of very, very good companies run courses that you can do over a period of like two years you know it's a really really big big um subject excuse me yes sure um you know and what i can teach in astrology made easy is basically enough for you to understand your chart have you read the book no i haven't read that spot. no i haven't read that book yet i I've, I've had my face in moonology. <laughs> I've had my face in moonology for two okay, years. Okay, well, maybe you're ready to go to astrology. I am. I'm not sure which people should do first, really. Yeah, yeah. I guess you can do either first. It doesn't really matter. But yeah. do, doing both will, give, will really boost your understanding. Yeah, because I've, I've been uh, playing with my chart for years and years and, and like I said, learning right. a little bit here and there. So to be able to, to get this uh, would be great, and, and so I will. Like I said earlier, we'll make sure that we have links and things so that our listeners who want to learn more can do the same. At, sure. at this time, I, I know you've been really, really generous over the years with love offerings and, and gifts, downloadable things. Is there something right now that, um, that you're offering to folks who want to get started? Yeah, in fact, what I've been doing on my daily horoscopes is I've been giving something free every day. Just head on over to my stars on yasminboland.com and hit horoscopes and there's a daily – actually, sorry, it's under the – it's in the daily moon message. It's a, there's a daily freebie depending on what's going on in the sky. So if it's a full moon week, we'll do something free for the full moon. It's just to get people who are interested, you know, started basically. Sure, sure. Well, I knew that because so, I knew that you had many different – it seemed um, to me, I'm like, wow, she's – you know, very generous with, with what you share. And even if they're just downloadable worksheets, it just helps you get started. 
Yeah, and you have to start somewhere, you know. And like I said, like I'm not joking when I say I really want to see this stuff get the recognition it deserves because, you know, we're surrounded by cynics and skeptics and, you know, I got told off the other day by a girlfriend of mine for dissing science, you know, and saying, oh, those scientists, they're always proclaiming they know the size and shape of the universe and then they admit they got it all wrong and, you know, and then they have the temerity to criticise astrology and they've never even studied it. I'm right. quite passionate about the fact that people need to study it before they diss it because once you start to use it, it works. And oh, yeah, just, it is. that it, simple. It, you know, it's funny right now, um, my husband and my daughter, w- whether I realize it or not, I'm teaching them as I'm learning because as I get new ahas, I'll share with yeah. them or I'll let them know, hey, this is what's going on with the energies today. You need to be mindful of that. And I'm in a yeah. house, I'm in a house with two Leos and I'm a Sag. Oh. <laughs> Must okay. be fun at your place. Oh, it's, yeah. They, I mean, they each want two spotlights at all times. So I, I have a, a wonderful place where I can, where I can love them and then um, gently creep away. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> Let them entertain each other, right? But, yeah. but needless to say, to be able to better explain what might be going on in those different energies. And um, sometimes the, the eyes will roll, but mostly not. And I noticed that the more I'm at it, the more they're willing to listen in and the more they might dig a little deeper themselves. So I think you're on to something with things becoming a bit more mainstream. I sure hope they do. I really hope they do. I hope it's not a flash in the pan. I think the millennials have got astrology. So it's where they go with it now, I suppose. So at this point, people can get daily messages from you at yasminbolan.com, correct? Yes, they okay. can get the free daily moon message. I'm going to be adding meditations there quite soon, and they can get their daily, weekly, monthly, annual horoscopes on there as well. Mm. And you have a saying that I'm not remembering, but I know what it means, um, for the good of all or not at all. That's um, right. Tell me about that and why that's such a big part of everything that you do. Right, because I think that there's more to manifesting than I understand and that probably most people understand. And I do understand that we need to manifest from our heart. That's very, very important. So when I'm doing all my moon manifesting, which is something that's a big, big part of my life and my work, um, I try and remind people they have to come from the heart because if you come from the head, it causes problems. Sure. Or if you come from fear, it causes problems. So for the good of all or not at all is kind of a get-out-of-jail-free card that sort of is an insurance against like, you know, if I'm a bit like, you know, that film Back to the Future where he's like doesn't want to change the space-time continuum. Right. It's a bit like that where, you know, you need to manifest from the heart because then what comes will be good. And and the, for the good of all or not at all is a kind of a way of saying or nothing. Right. You know, like, because we don't know everything. We, I mean, I, I, and I can't explain everything that I know even about manifesting. I mean, there's certain things about manifesting which I understand, but I haven't yet found a way to put into words, which would do with karma and the, you know, the, the other dimensions and so on. And I haven't even got to there yet. So it's just a way of helping people. Sort of it's like a protection in a way that, you know, I only want this if it's good for everyone concerned. And if you don't say that, if you can't say that, then you probably shouldn't be making that wish or doing that conscious creation. Mm-hmm. And remind you know? me again, it's Om Namo. 
Om Namo Narayani. So that means I surrender to the divine or I surrender to the divine mother. Mm. So I you can say so either of those. I yeah. have it written down in a big fat marker on a piece of paper on my mirror in my office, um, right. inspired by you. Ah, thank so, you. It's, yeah. um, it's Sanskrit. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. And I'll pass by and I'll be like, like I know I'm butchering saying this, but <laughs> I oh, know what it means. So I'm going to, yeah, and, and, and add it to my prayers. And, and anyway, uh, so you've been, you've been such an inspiration in my life. And I know you have been in millions of others as well. So I really appreciate you taking time today to, to speak with me and to be part of this sacred life. And before I turn you loose, is there anything, any message overarching beauty that you'd like to share with our listeners before you get on with your day? The thing that springs to mind is uh, if you need some help, talk to the talk to your angels and also explore goddess energy. Yes. Yes. Today's card was Lakshmi. I pulled right before we started ah, well, talking. There you go. And uh, well, and she's it, part of Narayani. Yes. And so she showed up and I just cracked up because everything I had been reading uh, in about you know where the phases of the moon are and everything were all about abundance for, for me yeah. and my particular and so I just laughed. And again, I'm having more of those moments where I just go, ha ha, you know, like smile, nod, wink. Look at yeah. that. There she is. So we do yeah. a lot of work with goddess energy. And yeah, is there an overarching uh, goddess energy or archetype that is uh, that is showing up for 2019? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I would say that the goddess energy would come through the eclipses. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still sort of working with the goddess energy myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not really sure if I want to commit to the overarching goddess energy. I, at the moment, I tend to work mainly with Lakshmi, Saraswati, Durga, yes, Durga, as yes. you're supposed to say, yes, Durga, Durga. Yeah, <laughs> um, Kuan Yin. Yes, we are on the same page. They are they are my mainstay right uh, go-to goddesses, yeah. and yes. I work with Ganesha a lot as well. Me too. There's a little song that I sing around the house. Ganesha, shana nam, shana nam, Ganesha. Again, my family rolls their eyes or sometimes <laughs> joins me. <laughs> yes, I had a big argument with my husband and son this week um, of saying, I don't want to feel like you're making fun of me when I do this stuff. Yeah, right. You know, like, and, and when I tell you we should eat, because we're not vegetarian in this house, and I feel like we should be more vegetarian than we are for our health, if nothing else. Yes. And I've told them I've had it with every time that I want to cook vegetarian or vegan. You guys are making jokes about running out to the barbecue and putting some meat on there afterwards and stuff like that. Yes. So, and they took it quite seriously. It was quite a big thing. I was like, really, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking, actually. I, you know, this is good for all of us and it's good yeah. for us in so many different ways. So don't make fun of it, even though you... You, I mean, even my husband, he secretly knows it's all true. He's He can't. He's taken the, the blue pill or the red pill or whichever pill it is that you see that how it works. <laughs> even if he doesn't want to admit it, he, he can see it. Right. So, you yeah. know. Yes. yes. And yes. and we all walk on, right? 
And, and we all walk on, exactly. <laughs> and we just say our little bits and we go vegetarian for a bit more for a few weeks and then, you know. Thank you so much, Yasmin. It's always a pleasure to explore the stars with you and to, to get caught up. And I just uh, deep bow to you. Well, I mean, I am as much on the path of learning as the next person, Shan. So I'm glad if you say I've inspired people along the way, then I'm absolutely delighted. But I'm learning too, tons, all the time, every day. Blessings. And to you. Thanks for listening to This Sacred Life. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to leave some stars and a favorable review at iTunes. And be sure to visit TransformationGoddess.com to claim your free album of guided relaxations for women who do too much.